Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 74. And there is never a dull moment in the world of FPL. And that's especially true at this moment with injuries and potential blanks and doubles coming at us thick and fast. I am Boss, the casual manager, and my co-host is Surtop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. We had a Q&A episode last week, and today we will cover our usual content. Surtop, are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. <laughs> I missed our uh, usual format. Yeah. Well, it was good. I enjoyed last week with the Q&A, but uh, we didn't cover our game week 20 scores yet. So uh, let's take a look at that. Yeah, let's start with that. So I finished the game week with 88 points and you will talk about your game week, but you finished with 90 points. Just two points ahead of me, which brings our 90 points. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, it was a high score in game Thank week you. overall, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, not much to talk about, I guess. Like, Palmer got 18 points, which made me really happy. Yeah. And uh, I think Alvarez was a good, yeah. uh, like, captaincy choice. We talked about it. Um, and I was actually surprised mm. how many points Salah got despite missing a penalty. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was an interesting yeah. game week, but I enjoyed it. Green Arrow is always good. Yeah, definitely. Especially again, uh, at your rank, it's not so easy to keep climbing, but the green arrow is always good. And same for me, maybe a bit easier to go to get green arrows where uh, I am <laughs> in the ranking. But even, you know, even though I don't have too many green arrows, so I'm happy with that one. Uh, yeah, a bit of a roller coaster because I had Salah as a captain who played in the final game of the game week. So, you know, you're always a bit waiting and hoping that he will deliver. And as you said, it didn't start too well with him missing a penalty, uh, but luckily he uh, he made up for it later. And yeah, for me as a Dubrovka owner, actually the penalty miss didn't hurt me too much because uh, I got some good save points for Dubrovka, so that was yeah. that was quite nice. Uh, and as you said, I ended with ninety points, which finally gave me a good score and a nice green arrow. So I hope I can keep building from here. So yeah, with that covered and with our head-to-head -head score 11-9, I'm not giving up. It's, I'm not too far away. Yeah. Uh, let's switch attention to the upcoming game weeks. And as usual, we will start with our fixture ticker. Yeah, Manchester City is at the top of our uh, fixture ticker uh, once more. They have Newcastle game this week, but then they have good fixtures from game week 22 to 26, although well, obviously uh, like there are some possibilities of blanks and doubles, so some of oh, these yeah. pictures will change. But this yeah. is as is right now what the models are uh, giving. Okay. Um, so Arsenal is at the second place. They are playing against Crystal Palace, and that's the, actually the only favorable fixture in the sticker for this game week, uh, making oh. up to our 10th percentile uh, that special bracket. Yeah. Um, in yeah. this game, their defensive point average is 4.5 and offensive point average is 5.1, so pretty good. Um, that's, that's part of the reason why, um, well, both ways actually, uh, but you will see in a, 
towards the end of this episode that in, in terms of the cap optimal captaincy or what the models are saying, we often see Saka right. uh, leading that discussion. Mm -hmm. um, so at the third place, okay. we have Liverpool. Um, they are playing against Bournemouth. It's not an easy game, uh, both like defensively, maybe offensively not too bad, but defensively it looks like a little bit low. And game week odds will also support this. Their good fixtures are in game week 24 okay. and 25. Uh, and then we have yeah. Brighton. Then we have Newcastle at the fifth place. And then Manchester United, Aston Villa, Tottenham, Chelsea, yeah. and Brentford. So these are the top 10 teams uh, based on the fixture difficulty between game week 21 and 26. Yeah. Any comments yeah. for us? Okay, no, that's good. As, as always, a good chart to keep in mind for our uh, team selections and player selections. Uh, yeah, just a little bit difficult now eh, with some of the key players uh, being out, like Haaland is still not back. Hopefully we can count on him for game week 22 against Burnley. That would be uh, an obvious captaincy candidate. Uh, Liverpool, good fixtures, but Salah is missing and now also Trent is missing. So... Yeah, I need to keep an eye on what what that will do to the team. Uh, and same for Spurs, as we discussed before, with Son out. Um, they're also missing a key player. I like the Brighton fixtures. So um, Brighton, I think, is a team more and more people uh, start to look at again uh, with Astupin and back. A lot of people are talking about Gross in the midfield and potentially uh, Joe Pedro in front. So that was a good few good options there, I think. Okay, so these are the best uh, teams in terms of the upcoming fixtures. Let's now mm -hmm. look at the worst teams. And uh, by the way, you're right about the, the fixture difficult of Brighton. Like if you just don't consider, you know, the team strength itself by fixtures, Brighton has the best uh, fixtures in this. Oh, okay. And oh, that's good. Yeah, worst teams. Um, we have Sheffield United at the top of this uh, chart, and then Luton Town. Burnley, Nottingham yeah. Forest, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Everton, Fulham, West Ham, and Wolves. Um, well, Sheffield United is playing against West Ham. Their like offensive point average is quite low for this game, and uh, and Bournemouth's defensive point is very very low. Uh, they are playing against Liverpool, so it's only two point four. So we kind of expect goals in that game. And but the lowest one yeah. is Crystal Palace actually for this uh, game week is they are playing against Arsenal away, and their point defensive point okay. average is only two point two, and offensive point average is three point four. Obviously, they're also missing a key player. Um, yeah, so some of these teams were always mm -hmm. here in this half of the chart. So yeah, very surprising, I guess. Yeah, not so much uh, to say about it. I think just maybe West Ham, who have been doing quite well so far, but going forward, they will miss a few key players. Eh? With Kudus, went to the Africa yeah. Cup, and now both Bowen and Paqueta seem to be injured. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, they, they might have a bit of a tough period without some of those players. Yeah, yeah. and also... Uh, we can talk about the game week odds. Actually, there is a remark from yeah. uh, Rapti FPL about that. Um, so if you are just okay, checking, for, yeah, for this game week, um, 
So West Ham's projections dropped off around 0.25 goals uh, for this game week okay. after Paqueta um, mm-hmm. and Bowen's injury news. So that's very significant, uh, actually. And yeah. well, we, we have this spread yeah. also for this game week, so that, well, you can think that um, for longer injuries, so the impact will be also felt in the upcoming weeks. And another note from again yeah. Rob T is the first time it's the first time in this season that Newcastle has been have been projected to concede more than two goals at home, and they're playing against Manchester okay. City, so yeah. it's kind of expected. But yeah, it is two point one expected goals for Manchester City against Newcastle, and Newcastle's clean sheet probably mm-hmm. is only twelve percent, so it is one of the lowest. And okay. actually, the lowest clean sheet probability yeah. is Crystal Palace with 11% against Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal is projected to score 2.2 goals Arsenal. against them. And Arsenal yeah. also has the highest clean sheet probability with 50% uh, this week. And there's a big difference okay. between Arsenal and other teams, uh, like 50% the highest. And then the highest is 35% uh, by Chelsea. So I'm seeing this correctly, and also Manchester City against Newcastle. Um, so yeah, so Arsenal is the yep. team to maybe invest, if you are just thinking about this game week particularly. This game week. Yeah, even though they have been struggling a bit in the recent game weeks, yeah? so I think there are a few questions about their form. Uh, also, uh, didn't keep a clean sheet now for a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, of course, it's a good home fixture against Crystal Palace. Uh, I personally think, just on paper, uh, to me, the Chelsea fixture looks better. Chelsea at home against Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently, based here on the odds, uh, Arsenal is the one to bet on, let's say. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and City, uh, as we talked about, there is a chance that Haaland will be back, even though he didn't play any minutes yet. So I think looking also what Pap is doing with De Bruyne, you know, I think he's being really careful. I, th- I guess he will do the same with Haaland, even if he's back. I'm, I'm not sure if he will start the game. Maybe he'll just be on the bench. Um, and Newcastle, yeah, they have been struggling lately, as we know. Also, they have injuries. So I think that's also why the clean sheet odds have dropped. But mm-hmm. uh, but still a strong team, of course. Yeah. Okay, okay. Lots of interesting information to uh, to to digest. Thanks for that. Um, and as always, this gives us a good idea of the teams we should be considering. Um, next up, let's look at the individual players by looking at who increased and who dropped in EV. Yeah, I was checking the EV changes a little bit and then I realized that some models... Um... I think they were not really, uh, they didn't model the, the players who will be leaving for uh, AFCON previously properly. So suddenly okay. there's a drop in, you know, some of the players' minutes, like Salah and Son, even though they had to do it, like, even earlier than that. Um, so I dropped those models. So this custom weight ensemble has only two or three models, I think three models, that uh, I okay. think was modeling the projections more correctly for this horizon so it's like uh like less okay. number of models than usual for this mix um okay so yeah. 
At the top yeah. of this chart, we have uh, Lamptey from Brighton, whose EV increased 5 over the next 6 game weeks. Um, his EV especially increased towards mm -hmm. game week 25 and 26. Um, and in the second rank, we have Isaac from Newcastle. Uh, obviously, Wilson's injury uh, increased his EV, uh, both for this game week, next game week, and also game week 23. Uh, it's all around like one EV for these three game weeks, and in total it is around four uh, for the next six game weeks. And we have Doku at the third place. Uh, his EV increased especially for this game week, so I guess models are expecting him to uh, start uh, this week. Mm -hmm. And then we have Ake in the fourth place. And then we have Richardson in fifth place. I'm, I was actually surprised to see his name here because I, I thought um, transfer news of like Werner might actually yeah. impact his minutes so that maybe he was about to lose some you know minutes there for some expected value. Um, but I guess with Son out, uh, we, were, we were talking with you before the recording, so you mentioned that with Son out, I think we yeah. expect Richardson to play. So, which means that until game week 26, maybe his EV is not dropping that much and actually no. increasing in models for some reason. And sixth place, we have Palmer. And his EV increased around 0 0.7 yeah. this game week and 2.6 overall. And then we have Gakpo at the seventh place. Um, and then Trusty from Sheffield United, eighth place. And then Rashford, ninth place. Okay. And finally Foden uh, at the bottom of this chart. Any comments, plus? Not too many. Um, just when you mentioned Rashford's name. I think, yeah, Man United, uh, they have been struggling, but they have an interesting formation now uh, with with uh, with Rashford now playing on the left. Um, and he also has been scoring a few goals now in recent game weeks. So there could be an argument to be made that, you know, he's, he's back in the team and he's also finding some form back. So I think... With that in mind, Rashford is an interesting one to keep an eye on. And I think mm -hmm. also based on that recent performance is why uh, why we see him here in this chart. Because uh, it looks like the models have increased their expected uh, or his expected uh, points for the next weeks. So, yeah, it could be maybe a nice differential because we also the Man United fixtures look quite good. So I think some people... Uh, or also we, we have been mentioning Bruno. So Bruno is, of course, an interesting option. There is Garnacho who will play on the right, but there's also now Rashford and who's playing on the left. So that could be an interesting one. Also a bit of a differential, of course, at the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are the ones that uh, have increased in EV. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at the ones uh, who dropped. Uh, March is at the top of this chart. And his hmm. EV dropped around 15, very significant for the next six game weeks. Yeah. Um, and is he out for an injury? I think you. Yeah, he is out, but he was out already. So maybe yeah, he he's just already. now uh, out longer than expected. I think uh, there is no return date mentioned here in the, in the FBL app. Uh, it says that, uh, yeah, knee injury, unknown date. So I guess the models just took now a longer horizon for his injury. Yeah. yeah. Right. And in the second place, we have Alexander-Arnold. 
uh, who lost 8 EV for the next 6 game weeks and 3.5 of them are only from this game week, game week 21. Uh, obviously we learned about his injury news. Um, so I, I think models are kind of thinking he will be back by game week 25 for sure. Um, right. because after that the drop is like negligible. Uh, but yeah. even then, uh, for maybe game week 23, the loss in EV is only like health. Uh, like mm -hmm. less than health. So models are probably thinking that he will be back by game week 23, 24, probably. Okay. Um, and at the third place, we have Wilson, whose EV dropped around 7.2 for the next six game weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and in the fourth place, we have Madison. I think Madison, uh, again, I think the same thing. Uh, yeah. I was already injured, but the return date is uncertain. And I think I was reading the Twitter today, and then I saw something like he's expected to be back uh, like sooner than expected. But okay. uh, I, I, but I saw that news today, and then they're using the data from uh, this sure. morning. So maybe yeah. models haven't updated about uh, like didn't catch that news yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, he lost around 6.5 EV over this horizon. Models are kind of probably were thinking that he will be out longer, but maybe after you know the next update, this will change. Um, in fifth place, we have Bowen. Obviously, he was the yeah. main topic of the week. Uh, like lots of people transferred him in, and then we learned that he yeah. might be out this week. Um, his EV loss is mainly from this game week, 2.8, and then over the horizon is 3.8. So I guess that injury won't be... Well, as, at this, for, as far as the models go, they think it's mainly impacting this game week, but right. maybe future game weeks too. Um, in the sixth place, we have Martinez. Yeah, it's not so clear yet, and I think there were also no, uh, there were no press conferences yet, so we're just waiting for more information there. And Bas, did you have Bowen or did you transfer him in? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Um, and you didn't do an order transfer, I assume? Well, actually, I did. Um, oh, did. And that's, I know it's a big debate at the moment because some people moved early, for example, on Bowen. Uh, and Trent is another example. Uh, players getting injured during the game week. And of course, uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, it wasn't smart to do early transfers. It's better to wait for more information. And that's right. <laughs> Not much else we can say about it. I think it's just, uh, yeah, I guess some people get anxious when they see that prices could go up or, or could drop. That's why they go early. In my case, I went from Salah to Foden. When did I do that? Two days ago? Mm. Just because... Um, Salah was going down. Yeah, Foden was, Foden going, was up. going up. And also, I was thinking like City had their game. So I thought I was quite safe to go for it. Even though you never know what can happen during training. Or you don't know what can happen, of course, with other players. But yeah, I just I thought, let's get it over with. You know, one uh, thing to less to think about during the week. <laughs> so uh, I did Salah to Foden. And I did um, Semenyo, who I had in front. Uh, he he's go he went to the Africa Cup and anyway I, I wanted to to change him I, I changed Semenu to uh, Joe Pedro to have uh, a brighter oh. player there yeah Joe Pedro that's yeah man <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise yeah. wow so you use your yeah, I had two free something. transfers going into this game week nice. yeah uh, okay 
let's continue on this. We will talk about your team again, probably. Um, okay. So at the sixth place, we have Martinez of Manchester United. And then we have Zinchenko at seventh place. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned he didn't play for last two game weeks. That's why his EVs. Yeah, I have him in my team. So that was a bit annoying, even though Arsenal didn't keep a clean sheet. So I didn't miss too much. But, um, you know, it's always uh, it's always bad news when a player doesn't play if you don't expect it. I think we were expecting him to play and then suddenly he was out of the team. So it seems he has a cough injury um, and it's probably not so clear when he will be back. So it's something I need to keep an eye on. Yeah. yeah. But you I have him too, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to check <laughs> what the project yeah. is. Um, yeah. And then at the eighth place, we have Taylor of Burnley and then Soboslai of Liverpool at the ninth place. Yeah. And he's injured and he lost two EV for this yeah. game week. And finally, we have Robertson yeah. at 10th place. Again, he was injured already, so uh, models are probably updating his return date to be uh, longer than expected. Yeah, these are the players who lost yeah. EV. Okay, yeah, that's good. So I think, as, yeah, as we discussed, a lot of it is injury-related, huh? either new injuries or maybe some players staying uh, longer injured than maybe was expected. And um, yeah, I was thinking. So one of the the biggest uh, the biggest ones that that is hitting many teams this this week is of course Trent, because Trent was doing so well, and I think a lot of play, uh, managers bought him in recent game weeks. But now we will be out for uh, I think three to four weeks. So with that in mind, maybe we should look at some of the best defensive options to consider. Do you yeah. have anything available for that? Yeah, you. Yeah, so I was checking the FBI review and Mikael Kopman's uh, like transfer alg algorithm data. I just mixed them 50-50 uh, just to see uh, what the models like uh, in this category. Um, yeah. So for the next six yeah. game weeks, uh, so the player with the highest expected value is Volker, uh, whose EV is 22.82. Okay. Um, and then we have yeah. Gabriel. And also Saliba. So Arsenal has good fixtures, and these players are, uh, and these uh, these players are expected to play. He, they have like high expected minutes, um, so that they they have twenty two point five yeah. and twenty two point three respectively. Um, and then we have Diaz at the fourth yeah. place, um, and then comes Estupinan okay. in fifth place with twenty one point seven yeah. EV, and then we have Van Dijk. At sixth place, actually, twenty-one point four EV, but he's well more expensive than most players in in this chart. Um, and then we have White, uh, at seventh place with twenty-one point four EV, and then Trippier, uh, who's well like very expensive, but his EV is twenty point one. And we have Dunk, nineteen point seven expected value, and then Zinchenko finally here with nineteen point five. So Despite the lower yeah. like or uncertain minutes, I should say, uh, he's still in this uh, list, you know, top 10 defenders. And then at the 11th place, we have Pedro yep. Porro, who, are, who is also like wide, okay. behind, but his EV is 19.4. So I think most people have a relatively like similar set of players. Uh, but yeah, Arsenal, if you don't have an Arsenal defender, yeah. it is 
maybe time to consider because they are playing against Crystal Palace and then Nottingham Forest. They have Liverpool game, but that's um, you know, uh, he's the, the EV for that game league is you know is not going to be good anyway. But the remaining ones are still nice. Uh, West no. Ham, Burnley, and then they play Newcastle game week twenty six. So yeah, these are the top defenders. I think yeah. the the interesting thing is their EV is very close to each other. Um, like twenty, like between twenty two. Yeah. Point eight to nineteen point four, so not a big difference, uh, not a huge uh, range, I should say. Uh, so what matters is how you are going to rotate with your no. existing defenders. So that's probably the main uh, thing here. Like if you if you can afford to bench them for game week twenty three, Arsenal defenders are really good. For example. Yeah, that's true. And I also like Walker. Um, just looking at his ownership, it's uh, what is it, seventeen? Yeah, seventeen percent. So, yeah, reasonable, but not that high considering that he's the City defender who who started every game so far. Um, so you know he's he's very nailed at least until now, and uh, only five point four in the City defense. Not too bad. Yeah. And guess who has option already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, but well, City yeah, never keeps like a Yeah, Estupinan. No, okay. that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that that's why his ownership is not higher. I think. Mm-hmm. And of course, Estupinan. We talked about him before. He's back. He scored two goals in the last two games. I think one Premier League, one uh, FA Cup game. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he seems to be in good form. Four point nine. Brighton has good fixtures, so I think a lot of people are looking at him. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was all um, very useful. Thanks, as always, mm-hmm. Sir Top. Um, so now, yeah, bringing it all together, how does the optimal team look like at the moment? And uh, yeah, mind you, I, I think with all the injuries happening, some managers might feel forced or might be considering to push uh, the wildcard button. So the optimal team information could be especially relevant for them. But I would say, if possible, try to save your wildcard for a bit later because yeah, we still you know, miss some information about the blank and the double game weeks. So it's always better to keep it if you can. Uh, would you agree to that, Sirtop? Yeah, I agree. Uh, without knowing exactly how the doubles and blanks will fall, like if you wildcard right now, you might find yourself at a with a like severely suboptimal team when the time comes. Yeah. Maybe like you won't have enough players in your lineup, or maybe yeah. you won't have enough double like players with doubles uh, in your lineup compared to the field. So it's better to wait yeah. uh, for yeah. the wildcard. There's also a, a like chip, uh, you know, chip usage episode from Planet FPL uh, podcast, yeah. uh, which seems like people are very uh, favoring. So maybe give it a listen and then uh, like you can consider your plans. But unless you have, I, I don't know, maybe like more than four or five players out already, um, it is better to wait and try to maybe cover it with the, the hits if possible. And it is yeah. it might be even... Like okay to play with the like, ten players this game week. Uh, I should say that because uh, like some of these players who are injured, they might be back because 
after this deadline, there's like two weeks uh, gap, right? Uh, until yeah. The, the next True. one. So maybe the yeah. players will be back. Some of these players yeah. who are uh, like we don't know exactly yeah. what's going on. So yeah, it's a little bit difficult right. to wildcard right now. So if you haven't activated your wildcard yet and then thinking yeah. about it, um, I would favor towards not using it. But again, optimal team is yeah. something uh, of a good reference for everyone. So I will go over these optimal teams. Again, I'm using 101.3 team value. And then I'm forced rebuying all the players so that maybe you have more budgets uh, in your team so that you can upgrade some of these players. But this should be a baseline. Um, FBI Reviews team is composed of these players. So it has uh, Ederson and Turner as goalkeepers. And in defense, uh, it has Gabriel, Saliba, Konsa, Estupinan, and Konate. In midfield, it has Saka, okay. Eze, Palmer, Bruno Fernandez, and Richardson. And finally, in forward, it has Solanke, Joe Pedro, and Darwin. And Mikel Tokwam's model mm. has uh, Ederson and Areola. Uh, as you see, so the bench or the second goalkeeper is changed from Turner to Ariola in this one. And in the defense, we have Gabriel, yeah. Saliba, Estupinan, Van Dijk, and Pau. So as you see, the composition is the same. Two Arsenal defenders, one Brighton, one Liverpool, and one Aston Villa. Uh, but Liverpool yeah. and Aston Villa defenders are different. Um, in midfield, we have Saka, Gross, uh, Eze, Palmer, Richarlison. So the only difference is Bruno Fernandez in Reviews model and Ross in Miguel Tokwam's model. And in forward we have Solanke, right. Alvarez and Holland. Two players are different here. Joe Pedro and oh, Darwin okay. was in Reviews model and then Alvarez and yeah. Holland Yeah, Tokwam's. Yeah. If we take a 50-50 mix of these two models, we get this team. Ederson and Ariola, goalkeepers, Gabriel, Saliba, Estupinan, Doughty and Paul in defense. So hmm. it's a little bit strange because like you had the composition of like two Arsenal, like one Aston Villa, one Brighton, one Liverpool defender, but here like it drops the Liverpool defender. And it has in the midfield it has Saka, Eze, Palmer, Bruno Fernandez, and Richardson. So if you take the average, Bruno Fernandez is ahead of Gross uh, right. uh, yeah. for the optimal uh, mid as the optimal midfielder. And in forward, we have Solanke, Tony, and Darwin. So it is <laughs> quite a spicy forward again. Like, Tony, uh, like, obviously, yeah. he's back, but, and he's not highly yeah. owned, obviously. So, yeah, I'm, I'm no. curious. And I'm actually surprised to see, like, his name in this, like, mixed model, because none of the models, uh, like, suggest him from the get go, but if you just mix them together, then you get, you suddenly get Tony. Which is funny. Um, yeah. Any yeah, comments I thought about him. I just, I don't like the... No, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about Tony. I just, I don't like the Brentford fixtures too much going forward. Well, they have a good one coming up now against Nottingham at home. But then they play Spurs away, City at home, Wolves away, Liverpool at home, uh, then West Ham, then Chelsea. So, Yeah. I mean, maybe a few good good games in there, but overall, I'll do a wait and see approach. I think <laughs> mm -hmm. his ownership is quite low. So yeah, for for people who are chasing an upside, yeah, be a nice option. Um, 
No, definitely. Yeah. And now for this okay. mixed model, um, like if you start with this wildcard team, you know, what happens in the future game weeks? So it has a big uh, budget uh, in the bank, so 8.7. Mm. It is enough to cover that Tony to Holland switch in game week 22. So it's oh, already okay. scheduling a transfer immediately. So Tony is only here for that single game week. Uh, and then it goes to Holland, right. which is okay. the optimal captain for game week 22. Yeah. Um, obviously, this could change a little yeah. bit if we know that Holland is back for game week 21, for sure. Um, then it might be better to get the Holland mm. from the get-go and then not spending your like free transfer to, for right. the switch. So towards the deadline, maybe if we get you know more news or if we hear anything, maybe you can uh, yeah. check again. Um, and then in game week 24, it sells Bruno Fernandez for De Bruyne. And then in game week 25, it sells Richarlison for Hee-chan. And Hee-chan might be back by game week 25, but by game week 26, he will certainly be back. And then he's playing against Sheffield United, so a good fixture uh, to maybe get him. And he's going pretty well this season so far, and the models are favoring him. Yeah, this yeah. is the optimal wildcard and the transfer yeah. plan. Okay, excellent. Not much to add. Um, looks clear. Okay, so I think the the final piece of information this week, as always, uh, is uh, the data about the captaincy options for game week twenty one. And yeah, with most of the big hitters not being available this week, Salah and Son are away, as we know, and Haaland will probably be difficult to count on. Uh, let's see who the best candidates are at the moment. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mix uh, between these models. Um, like I dropped two models right. who didn't seem updated, who had uh, like Alexander-Arnold and Bolvan in top five, so I oh, okay. just dropped those models. Yeah. Um, if yeah. we get the average of the remaining five ones, uh, Saka is still optimal, like, but with a tiny margin. He is yeah. like, in average projected to get 5.85 points. Uh, in ensemble model, and then Palmer is 5.80, so only 0.05 EV between the two. Um, so I will say that like between them, it's 50-50. Then you know by the deadline, maybe Palmer will be higher. I'm not sure. Um, but at the third place, we mm. have Odegaard with 5.19, and then we have Darwin at the fourth place with 4.82. And Foden is at the fifth place with 4.80 EV. And again, even Foden is not too far uh, from Saka. So, like, all of them are maybe viable options. Who are you, Captain? <laughs> uh, I currently I have it on Palmer because uh, I just I like the fixture. Chelsea at home against Fulham. Fulham will be without Bassi in defense. Mm -hmm. um, he's on international duty um, so yeah I think you know Palmer did really well of course last game week he is he has been doing well in general um, of course that doesn't, doesn't guarantee <laughs> doesn't guarantee that he will do it again but uh, for me I've yeah just a better feeling about Chelsea at home versus uh, Arsenal uh, at home so I think I'll bet on Palmer. Yeah. And you? Um, well, 
Yeah, between the two, Saka or Palmer for sure. Uh, yeah. Since Saka is higher right now, I think I will go with Saka. But I was checking with the equal minute, uh, equal like play time, and Palmer was higher in that right. metric, if I remember correctly. So yeah, could be Palmer too. I'm undecided okay. on that. I will just wait for models to update and then see which right. comes on top. Okay. That's what you usually do, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else uh, you're planning to do this week? Any transfers? Uh, I think I will sell Salah for Bruno Fernandez. I was planning to do go from like Salah to Bovem, um, but I missed the price oh. change, <laughs> and then uh, like like Salah was dropping, and then we had to wait. Um, so. Then now that Bolden is probably out, I was checking, and then Bruno Fernandez is the optimal option. Mm. So I, yeah, unless you know anything changes until deadline, that's the move I, I'm thinking. And my yeah. second free transfer, I might get Holland back if like, there is a higher oh. probability that he will be back. Otherwise, I will get him in game twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, and we need to keep in mind the deadline this week is on Friday. So there is a yeah. Burnley against Luton game Friday Friday evening. So the deadline is Friday evening. And the City game is already on Saturday. So that's a little bit unfortunate because there are some teams playing only a, a week later. So we have a bit of a strange game week ahead of us. It starts oh. now on Friday, January 12th. And it ends on Monday, January 22nd. So it's about 10 days in this game week. Mm -hmm. um, and just, I think, with the City game already uh, quite early in the schedule on Saturday, I think that makes it less likely that Haaland will play. But yeah, I still own him. I've, I've owned him all the time. So I'll just start him. I hope he will play, but I'll see. Yeah. So question for you though, like now that Chelsea is like yeah. playing much earlier than like Arsenal, uh, like will that uh, like affect your captaincy choice? Like, do you prefer like captaining a player who will play later in the week, or like in this yeah. in this case, there's a week be between them? It's a good point. I did think about it earlier because indeed they are they are playing on Saturday at one thirty. So yeah, I had a. What some people say here, like if, if your captain doesn't perform, then yeah, you're kind of faced with that for the rest of the game week and you kind of have to fear uh, that others <laughs> will do better. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, last week for me, it was the opposite. I had Salah, he played the last game, but all the other players did really well. So then you're kind of also worried that your captain won't perform. So I think no matter how you turn it, yeah, you just, you know, you captain a player, <laughs> you hope he will do well, and it doesn't matter too much in which which game he plays. I'm just looking at the fixtures, and I think Chelsea at home against Fulham, to me, looks like a good fixture. So I'll I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Does it matter to you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, as a person who's experiencing it, obviously, like, there's some impact, but that like if I think that you know Saka is optimal, I don't mind. Or like Palmer yeah. is optimal, I don't mind. I'll like choosing yeah. them because they are. You know, you could also turn the argument around. Uh, the later the game is, the more risk that somebody could get injured. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think if you bet on Chelsea and and you know they play on Saturday, 
the deadline is on Friday, then you know it's quite likely that not not much will change to the team. But Arsenal is only playing one week later. You, there's nothing you can do anymore because the deadline is already on Friday. So there is a bit more risk that a player could get injured. That that could be an argument actually for going for an earlier game in terms of captaincy. Or, of course, you can, and that's something you should always do, of course, uh, put your vice captaincy then on a, on, on a, on a safer option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think we covered a lot again. That's mm-hmm. probably it for this week. Was there mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to cover, Serdar? No, I think there were lots of discussions about like making early transfers versus like waiting a little yeah. bit longer. Uh, well, it's it's widely discussed at this point, so I don't think I have anything to add to the discussion. Uh, well, I just want to warn people no. that you know after you know after you know something has happened, then obviously the takes are a little bit biased. Uh, like you know, people got Bowen and then yeah. he got injured. Now, obviously, the the idea is that you know it was wrong to transfer him early because obviously like these kind of things could happen. Um, well, again, like after the fact, it's just easy to discuss. We we also do it with the captaincy like discussions. I don't, I don't really yeah. enjoy making these kind of discussions. And if we are going to do it, it is better no. to do it with the support of data. You know how many times you know if you transfer that player early just because for the the price was increasing. You know what was the probable like what was the historical uh, rate of that player getting injured before you can even play him, you know, what's the probability of you taking a hit because of it? Um, yeah, I mean, anecdotal yeah. evidence are not worth much. Uh, like empirical examples, again, like they don't matter much. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, it was wrong or right to transfer him. And for people who be, they, they might be doing it for different reasons, uh, obviously. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, sometimes people discuss these things as if they really matter. But, you know, sometimes it's just luck. I mean, same thing with the captaincy. It happens all the time. Like you, you captain a player, another player gets a haul, and then suddenly everyone is like, yeah, you know, signs were there. Obviously, this player was informed. Like, what were you thinking by not yeah. captaining him? But if your player gets a haul, then you are, you are suddenly a genius. Which is weird to me. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, in a way it is true that information is valuable. So it's always better probably to wait a bit longer. But yeah, on the other hand, budget matters. Even though some people say now that the budget doesn't matter because, you know, with, with Son and Salah and Haaland gone, everybody has a lot of money on the bank in the bank but at some point they will be back right Salah, Son, Haaland they will be back and then budget matters again so maybe mm-hmm. at that point it does matter whether you have that point one or point two available so yeah. yeah it's always a bit difficult especially with the different websites predicting uh, the the prices to drop or to go up if you see that somebody will drop and you have them uh, yeah you know it's always quite difficult to to wait even though even though you know it could be the smart thing to do. Yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's always in hindsight, as you said. Mm-hmm. That's that's for true. That's for sure. Okay. 
Well, I went early, as I said. I went for mm -hmm. Foden and Joe Pedro, so fingers crossed that uh, that will work. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you can tell me next week that I was stupid to go early. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the final thing to do is take a look at the mini-league because mm -hmm. we didn't do that in a few weeks. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, the number of participants went up again. We're now at 366 teams in the mini-league. So that's great to have everyone participating in it. Thanks, everyone. And uh, you can still join if you want to. The code is 0JSDLA. And the number one team is Bloom, managed by Doom9. He has been in our top three since a while, so he's a stable performer. And with 1,307 points, he has an OR of 48 in the world. So that's quite impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, well done, Mr. Doom9. Uh, the number two is a team we haven't seen in the top three before. It's Botman Returns, managed by Richard Smith, and he has a total of 1,291 points. And a num number three, we have Matthew Allen with his team Grand Haven Broncos on 1,290 points. Well done, everyone. I'm really jealous of you, and uh, yeah, keep <laughs> it up. <laughs> Um, and Sertab, I saw that you're uh, doing quite well as well in the mini league. You're now on number 50. Oh, but, I am? Uh, okay. We have some really good managers in this mini league, don't you think? Yeah. We were also checking the comparing how analytical players uh, are against you know, other you know, selected leagues like Elite 64. And yeah, analytical players are doing really well this season overall. So it's not surprising to me that we have really good teams in. Our mini league. So you're assuming that most managers in our mini league are analytical managers. Well, not all of them, probably, but most of them, I think. Well, the podcast most name is FBL Optimal. Most of them so. are listening to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, That's yeah. true. Good point. But they can okay. be optimized. But that was it for today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they are listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's but then they wouldn't be doing so well. So I hope they will listen more to you than to me. Well, maybe they got kudos and they got lots of points from him, which you didn't do. <laughs> True. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, an, that was it again for today. Thanks, everyone. This was uh, FPL Optimized Podcast number 74. Um, good luck with making your Game Week 21 decisions. We hope our podcast uh, has helped you to achieve a green arrow. Um, and as I mentioned before, game week 21 will be quite a long game week. Uh, it will finish only on Monday, the 22nd of January. And then the game week 22 deadline will be on Tuesday, the 30th, meaning that we will have a bit of time now uh, before we will, we will record our next episode, at least the next regular one. So probably that's uh, an opportunity for us to record again another special episode, let's say, either a Q&A one or maybe we'll invite another guest next week. Let's see. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And you can also follow us on X. For Sirtop, it's at Sirtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. And you can also find this podcast on YouTube. And until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>